0: Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Okay, what did we learn from our previous topic? Alright, we learned that both Abraham and Isaac secured water during the time of famine, right? Number two, both did livestock farming. And, of course, uh, Isaac, uh, it was very vivid in Scripture that Isaac planted crops. Number three, as worshippers of Yahweh, the God of Israel, you know, both were favored by God and had great success. I mean referring to Abraham and Isaac. The outcome of true love for God is obedience. That's why, you see, uh, they obeyed God. Abraham and Isaac obeyed God. The Lord told Isaac, chapter 26, verse 5, he said, Because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands, my decrees and instructions. And so, all the bless, the blessings that God gave Abraham is also fulfilled in the life of Isaac. So that's why the Lord told him, do not go down to Egypt, live in the land where I tell you to live, stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and will bless you. You see, uh, faithfulness you know there are some people who obey god but it depends you know it's like a conditional obedience if you obey god obey god all the way okay 100% 101% you know whatever he says yes lord all right uh but this guys there's no limit it's like whatever you say lord that i will do because they love God. If you love God, you will obey Him, right? So, let's continue with our topic. Both Abraham and Isaac possess a loyal heart for God. No loyalty, faithfulness, integrity, these are the things that we need to learn to have in our hearts because people a lot of people when trials come you will see how loyal they are to god to the leaders to the people that god sent as their overseers you know one of our pastors pastor june valdez in cabacan said that during this time of pandemic i mean through this birth pains you know the trial is the the ship are tried which voice they would listen to. Because a lot of people will no longer listen to the voice of the shepherd that God appointed over them. So they will no longer listen to their pastors, but they will listen to the world. They will listen to people who are not in line with scriptures, who are not in line with the Christ-like character, who does not show or manifest a better character (laughs) So you see why all of these trials are are allowed because God is monitoring our hearts. There is a reason why God sent leaders and pastors and ministers and evangelists and apostles and prophets, and there is a purpose for that. But even in the old times, many people choose not to believe, not to listen to them. But you, my friend, who are listening right now, whatever I say here, okay, online, in this platform, what I want you to do is that as we read along, you check the Bible, read it, you know, do a deeper study, do a synthetic study so you know whether we're telling you the truth or not. You know, check it out if we really bring to you nothing but the truth, okay? (laughs) So we do our best to share to you nothing but the truth okay so okay genesis 41 when two full years had passed or two years after the chief cupbearer was restored to his position so this is assuming that you know the story prior to this okay Uh, if not then you know after this topic read genesis uh, 39 and chapter 40 chapter 13 chapter 40 so you, you see the flow okay so Pharaoh had a dream Genesis 41 1 Pharaoh had a dream and he was standing by the Nile okay so Nile that's the river so every time there was famine in the land people would go to Egypt because of the Nile River Okay, Because they know that uh, it's a huge river and if the land is dry, if there's no rain, there's going to be drought, at least there is water in that river. So for them, uh, they are secured in Egypt. Okay, so where are we? Verse 2, when out out of the river, this was uh, uh, the dream of uh, Pharaoh. When out of the river came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the riverbank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. I experienced this. I mean, you wake up in a dream because you're confused. <laughs> you don't understand. What? How could this? I mean, can, have you seen a cow eating other cows? <laughs> Especially skinny cows eating a healthy cow. You know, that's just what? <laughs> All right. So, and then verse 5 says, he fell asleep again. Again, and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. Okay, there were seven. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. So, but listen, when God gives you a dream, actually it's almost, it's the, the interpretation is like it's there, okay? It's almost literal actually. You just have to uh, try to internalize and analyze, you know, why the, the, this, the first seven are healthy and good, they look good, but the other are like, This one, the the seven other heads of grain sprouted thin and scourged by the east wind. So, the same thing with the book of Revelation. You know, try to read the the seven seals. Okay, I want, I challenge you, study the seven seals. It's almost literal. It is almost literal and it's upon us right now. So, read it. Okay, and uh, you might need to adjust your theology on um, eschatology a little bit because really, we study, we teach on eschatology in Bible schools, okay? But we really don't know how things will play out. But at least you have an idea. But then if, if things happen uh, literally, uh, you'll be shocked to say, whoa, <laughs> whoa. So that's my challenge to you guys. Um, verse 8. In the morning, his mind was troubled, so he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then, the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, today I am reminded of my shortcomings. So, I think he he's experiencing a, you know, you always forget just right now. <laughs> uh, he forgot, you know, Joseph when, I mean, this cup, chief cupbearer was when they were in prison with Joseph. You know, Joseph told him, remember me, <laughs> but he forgot about him. So now he remembered that uh, and he said to Pharaoh, today I, I'm reminded of my shortcomings. Verse 10, Pharaoh was once angry with his servants and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard each of us had a dream the same night and each dream had a meaning of its own now a young hebrew was there with us a servant of the captain of the guard we told him our dreams and he interpreted them to us giving each man the interpretation of his dream and and things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us I was restored to my position, and the other man, the baker, was impaled or killed. He was put to death. Verse 14, um, so Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it, but I have heard that it said of you that you that when you hear a dream you can interpret it 16 joseph replied to pharaoh he said i cannot do it but god will give pharaoh the answer he desires then pharaoh said to joseph in my dream i was standing on a bank of the nile when out of the river came uh, when out of the river there came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows came up, uh, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. The lean, okay, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows (laughs) that came up, First, I mean, is that possible? Okay, so we know it's a dream, right? Verse 21. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. <laughs> then I woke up. Okay, so that's it. So verse 22. In my dream, I saw seven heads of grain. Pharaoh continued. Full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin and scorched by by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. Have you seen that? A grain, a seedling, you know, a germinating grain swallowing another (laughs) seedling. You know, first, seedlings, plants do not have mouth. You know, but they swallowed. So that's that's again uh, impossible, right? But in in the in Pharaoh's dream it happened, and that is why uh, it bothered him a lot. Okay, so he he told uh, uh, and uh, he, he he told Joseph, I told this to the magicians, but none of them could explain it to me. Verse twenty-five. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh. The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. You see, Joseph did not, you know, ask Pharaoh to give me time to think about it or pray about it. Because, you know, by that dream, if you, are, you understand the ways of the Lord and the Lord will give you wisdom, you have an idea, okay? Okay, so here's what happened. Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. Okay? God has revealed to Pharaoh what is about he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean ugly cows came up after Ward are the seven that came up afterward, are seven years. And so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. Okay? Seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered, because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God. And God will do it soon. Verse 33. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man to put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh Appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. Verse 36. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt, so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. Verse 37. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man in whom the Spirit of God? (laughs) Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I believe, you know, there was silence in the house, you know, no one answered Pharaoh's question. And so verse 39 says, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, or revealed this to you, there is no one discerning and wise as you. Remember, he already told Pharaoh the plan right there and then right there and then uh, right after joseph gave the interpretation it's gonna be a seven years of you know uh great harvest and then another another seven years to be followed by seven years of famine and then he said we must save five one-fifth okay uh one-fifth of the harvest uh, within the span of seven years good years um, so you see, as quick as that, he already had his calculations in his mind, Joseph. So no wonder Pharaoh said, "Hey, there is no one discerning and wise as you. You have this wisdom." You know, it's like saying that to uh, Pharaoh told Joseph. And ver- in verse forty, it says, "You shall be in charge of my palace." And all my people are to submit to your orders. (laughs) Only with respect to my throne will I be greater than you. Wow. Wow. I mean, Joseph was a prisoner. Okay? And his sentence is not over yet. But because Pharaoh needed his counsel, his advice, or his interpretation for his dream, so he was brought out of the prison for a moment, okay, for for this to happen, so so Pharaoh can hear uh, an interpretation of his dream. Now Pharaoh heard him, and and I believe Joseph at that time, you know, never thought he never had an idea that he will be called to office, <laughs> and he was promoted from the prison cell. All the way to vice presidency it's something like that where joseph what was entrusted pharaoh's kingdom okay only pharaoh is uh, one step higher so so the thing friends is that uh, god can do miracles god can pr- promote god can demote god can God can make you prosper even through famine. That's why we're doing this. Because we don't want you to be ignorant. Okay? Because the, you know if you study Bible prophecies and what's upon us right now, where are we right now and what's next and what's next, you understand that, that this is a, an important and an apt, a timely message or series. To talk about. Here's the thing. Let's, let's, let's go back to our topic. So. He was promoted. Um, verse 41. So Pharaoh said to Joseph. I hereby. Right there and then. <laughs> Without Joseph agreeing. okay? He, Pharaoh said to Joseph. I hereby put you in charge. Of my whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring. From his finger. And put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. So Joseph became what? Second in command. Wow. And people shouted before him, make way. Okay, thus he put him in charge of the whole land. So he was presented to the land, to the country, to the people. Hey, this is the person who is second in command. Verse 44, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift hand or foot in all Egypt. So he was in charge of the operation for the agriculture. Verse 45. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name zaphnath panea and gave him Asenath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of Un, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out of, from Pharaoh Pharaoh's presence, and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentiful. Wow. So nice to hear, right? Verse 48, Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding Egypt. Okay, Uh, Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. So, like the sand of the sea, meaning to say, as far as your eyes can see, you'll see grains being harvested and, 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 and stored in 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 those store food storage yes okay um there's so much it was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure i mean you know there, there's no way you, you 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 keep track on how much you know the weight or the volume you you put in this storage but it's there's so much now can you imagine God's favor and blessing in the hands of Joseph that God uh made them prosper in what they did, like you know maybe in one stock you know I don't know how much in 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 weight or in kilos a kilogram or that's the 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 in one stock how many grains you know they harvested there's so much great harvest but here's the question now when you when you try to uh, compare okay the the way they do agriculture before and today because today farmers today they're so dependent on fertilizers they're so dependent on buying you know a specific brand you know to uh, a fertilizer that will also deal with pathogens you know things like that and that is why uh, just like in Korea uh, one of uh, the cho I mean the the founder of jadams said that uh, a lot of farmers were committed suicide because uh, they can no longer pay the the bank you know for the loan that um, um, they for the money they borrowed just to buy the pesticides the the, the, the chemicals the you know fertilizers and everything else for to do farming i mean look i don't think i don't think they have tractors before i don't think they used oil to to run their equipments i don't think they bought the brands that we have the the fertilizer brands that we have today that are available today but what kind of harvest are they have they I mean they harvested during those days I mean you see the main thing is God the key to farming is actually God <laughs> it's God it is him it is his favor okay the 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 water the fertilizers everything else just they will just follow. But the main thing is God. So if, if you're a farmer or if you have farm and, and, and you're doing nothing with your farm, you will be accountable to God. To whom much is given, much is required. Okay? So you must make profit out of the entrustments that God, you know, placed in your hands. You must. I'm telling you this right now. Think. That's why this series, this is, it's not a coincidence that you're watching this right now because you really need to make things work okay one day when you stand before God and God you know everyone will give an account He will ask you okay uh, what did you do with the entrustments I gave you like the property you have the farm that you have here and there okay how much did I gain from that did God gain glory from that how many people were fed you know How many people were blessed? You know, things like that. You have to consider God is God and soon the world will be over. Everything here will, okay? And then God will bring a fresh start, but before that, we will all stand before Him. And depending on on our uh, stewardship, you know, God will give you your new, Responsibility. Just like, what happened to the talents I I entrusted you? Lord, you gave me five, five more were added, you know, things like that. Oh, take care of this number of cities. Wow, cities? Really? Okay, so the Lord Jesus Christ was not joking when he said that parable. It's beyond our imagination. That is why this is the test right now. Living, uh, I mean, our life here uh On earth, okay, right now is actually a test. Uh, verse 50 Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Putifera, priest of On. Um, Verse 51, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. What a trial, okay? He was displaced. But God has a purpose, right? Now, verse 52 says, The second son he named Ephraim and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. So wherever god leads you or you know god you can prosper you can be fruitful you need the lord on your side that's the key okay verse 53 says the seven years of abundance in egypt came to an end oh and the seven years of famine began verse 54 just as joseph had said there was famine in all the other lands But in the whole land of Egypt, there was food. Hallelujah. Verse 55, when all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, go to Joseph and do what he tells you. Uh, Verse 56, when the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened all the storehouses, all, and sold grain to the Egyptians. For the famine was severe throughout Egypt. And all the world, listen to this, all the world, I Meaning, say those who live outside of Egypt, okay, those countries, those people groups, okay, ethnic groups, all the world came to where to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph <laughs> because the famine was severe everywhere. Everywhere you go, famine was severe. No food, nothing lives. Nothing, no plant. You know, plants don't survive so they have to buy food from where from egypt why egypt because egypt was ready they prepared because they know that famine is coming why are we doing this series because we know that uh, In Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, you know, uh, there are many uh, prophetic uh, passages of scriptures that prophesied what's going to happen in the beginning of birth pains. And, you know, almost everything are fulfilled or, or are happening at the moment, at the present day. But there is one that is, you know, about to happen that is yet to happen, and that's famine. It's part of the prophecy or one of the events in the beginning of birth pains that Jesus prophesied, that the Lord prophesied. And that is why I believe if there is a message to talk about, this is the message. And look, I am not sharing this message to you to cause you fear, okay, to terrify people. No, okay? I don't want to preach sugar-coated <laughs> sugar-coated messages just to just to comfort people just to feel make you feel good and happy and you know no because you know why would I do that and then one day soon you'll be surprised that there is like you know Noah had to preach had to tell people but no one listened you no know, to him you know, they, he, they they thought Noah was crazy to build an ark that big. And, you know, how can you put the animals inside? You know, these are wild animals. You see, in other words, people don't believe in God. Same thing right now. People do not understand, oh, Brother Armand, is there going to be a famine? Really? Really? If you believe in God... You know that whatever he says will come to pass, especially if it had not happened yet. So you know that it, it, it's there is a big probability or possibility that is that is gonna be the next thing to happen, right? So I mean, just use common sense. You know, during the pandemic, our economy is going down. Now add to that wars, wars happening. From where we get our oil and our, you know, fertilizers and things like that, you know, we, we, we import it. Even rice in the Philippines, we import them from our neighboring countries. So if our neighboring countries are affected by the, the spread uh, expansion of these wars, so what's going to happen? Are we not going to be affected too? Because we are rice eaters, right? Rice is not a side dish. In the Philippines, it's the main uh, food in the table. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, there, there was a severe famine. Everywhere you go, during the time of Jacob, but in Egypt, they have plenty. During famine, they have plenty. They have food to last for seven years. Not just for Egypt. But for everyone, but for everybody, okay, who needs food. So you see, is God a God of love? Is, th- does God have a good plan? Does God care for people? Yes, God cares for everyone. In fact, the harvest that God entrusted in the hands of Joseph is so plentiful, so much that, you know, they could provide food for everybody. And so they, they, they were doing business during the famine. Ah, that's a good idea, right? You can do business even in times of famine, provided that you have stored food. Genesis 42. Yeah, 1 to 7 only. Okay, Genesis 42, 1 to 7. It says, when Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, why do you just keep looking at each other? He continued, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. Then 10 of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain. from. So they bought grain from Egypt. Meaning to say, food is very important, right? So let's just jump to verse 6. Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces on the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? He asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. So you see, they were there to buy food, but Joseph said, you're spies, you know, you're spying on us. But here's the thing, the best, Business in times of famine is obviously food. So the idea, friends, if you're looking for a business, to do business nowadays, food. Food. Because people eat. Okay? If you sell other things, they buy from you. And after that, no more. But food, people will keep on coming back. Okay? So anything related to food or food production or things that is used to create or to plant, to food, okay, these are necessary. So th- that's just a tip. So uh, as we conclude, let me uh, conclude it, but we have to go back to um, chapter 41. We see a need. There is a need of what? Discernment, wisdom, and leadership. Because uh, Joseph told Pharaoh, uh, he told Pharaoh in uh, verse 33, okay, And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man to put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioner. So uh, there is a need for them to look for people who have wisdom, discernment, leadership. Of course, Uh pharaoh delegated commensurate authority on joseph because there was they found no one like joseph the person who qualifies this with discernment wisdom leadership that's joseph number two another need is the need to plant harvest and store food or store grains okay you cannot store food if there is no harvest and there is no harvest without someone planting first so Uh, Joseph mentioned in verse 34, he said, let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take what? Take a fifth of the harvest. So meaning to say they need to plant, right? You cannot harvest anything without planting first. So they need to plant and then harvest and then store food. Okay. He said in verse 35, they should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain, Okay, they have to store food. So that's another need. And number 3, need number 3, they need to have a plan. Okay? But already, okay, in chapter 41, Joseph gave them an outline. Okay? And here's the plan. Pharaoh need to look for a person with discernment with wisdom etc etc and then he has to appoint commissioners who will be assigned for the storing of food etc etc what did Joseph uh, offered Pharaoh verse 37 read verse 37 very important it says the plan the plan seemed good to Pharaoh and all his official speaking to say, we need to have a plan. If we are preparing for a coming famine, we need to have a plan. When? During the famine? No. Now. Before the famine, this was their plan. And so, Pharaoh appointed Joseph to be the operational manager. Okay, He was the governor to rule the the land the cities the the places where there is agriculture so near the the agricultural land they build a, a storehouses for food so again they in short we need wisdom we need food and storage for our food and then we need to have a plan okay a clear plan now uh you know what happened of course if you read verse 56 and 57 it's very clear they call it storehouses. okay Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to what Egyptians. Uh, you notice that Joseph did not secure unlike Abraham and Isaac, they, they first uh, secured water, they, they dug wells but you know uh, but Joseph didn't, didn't do it. they have Nile, okay the river. Okay, uh, they have water. I mean, wa- water in Egypt is already abundant. Okay, so so the goal was to plant and harvest and store food. Okay, plant, harvest, and store food. Last two verses. Uh, Genesis 43 verses 1 and 2. Verse 1, it says, Now the famine was still, still. Severe in the land, okay? So, verse two, when they had eaten all the grain they had brought from Egypt, referring to the family of Isaac, uh, Jacob, sorry, their father said to them, "So go back and buy more food. Let's try to summarize all that we learned on how they survived severe famine. okay? We need to secure the following. Okay, so to thrive through the famine, we need favor. Favor from God. Number two, water. Number three, wisdom. Number four, food. Number five, plan. Okay, you need to have a plan. Those that have plan will have food through the famine. And because you have food, you can share it with those who need to hear the gospel of Christ. Joseph was in a good position to demand from the buyers, from the clients. Okay? That's why he demanded from his brothers who did not recognize him. Okay? So, because Joseph was in a position and he will not sell them food nor release their brother Simeon. Without showing him their youngest brother as a proof, okay, as a proof that they were telling the truth. So it's just a test from Joseph. So you can take advantage also and use the same position to demand time, to demand attention for the preaching of the gospel before they can buy food from you. Let's say, for example, for example, you are the Joseph today. You are like the Joseph before. Okay? But today you, example you are Joseph. And then there was famine. Let's just say the famine is severe in our time in in their present time and people are looking for food and you have food. Okay? You have a storehouse, you have food. Now what? Listen. Before they, before you sell them your food. You can have them sit in a hall where there's a seminar hall, or you can ask other ministers to come and share one-on-one. Or you, you tell them the gospel. You listen first. okay? Because if they do not listen, if they do not go through the process, they cannot buy food from you. How about that? You see, I mean, Joseph did that to his brothers. I must see that you are true to your words. I want to know if you are uh, you're not really spies. Uh, he knows that they are not spies. But you see, what I mean is that he is in a position to demand. Okay, If famine will come, let us grab the opportunity to use it, to minister to the lost. Because you know what? More important than physical food is spiritual food, the truth, the gospel of Christ. There is an opportunity for us to really preach the gospel, to lead people, to, the, to usher people to the throne of God, to salvation, to bring them to the light. If we have what they need. If we have what they need, what do they need in times of famine? Food. Again, it's food. So what do we do now? While there is, while famine is not yet here, what do we do? We prepare. We study. You know, learn. Wisdom is important. But first of all, favor from God. You have to be right with God first. And then you need wisdom. We need to study. That's why in church, we are regrouping. After this, we are going to go to our second service. In our face-to-face church, we have to regroup. It's a post uh, church set up okay uh, we have to regroup so we can effectively teach you now we, we will have teachings and seminars trainings a general one for everybody to learn how to do basics you know on agriculture I mean of course you can look at the YouTube University and you'll see a lot of people teaching there uh, about how to do urban farming etc but here's the thing Not everyone there is teaching you organic farming. Most, a lot, are teaching us to buy from them another stuff, another, you know, so we can buy more of their products. But here's the thing what if you cannot buy or sell? What if the time comes when, you know, you don't have money anymore because you're not employed anymore? I mean, you lost your job. So, what do you need to do? You need wisdom. Just like these people of long ago, they don't have those brands, those branded pesticides, but they know how to make their own pesticides. Okay? Do you you understand that? That's why uh, we have to regroup. We have to teach you. We will teach basics for everyone. But to go deeper, uh, we want more time from you. We're going to demand more time because you know what? As we train you, we multiply and as we multiply, we can teach more people how to plant and plant and harvest, plant, harvest, plant, harvest. It's a cycle. You know, what you plant, you produce seed from what you plant, and then from that seed you plant again, and then you produce your own your own fertilizers. And how, how about that? Okay? How good is that? Okay? It's easy, right? But you see, more important than that is the gospel of Christ. And discipleship. That's why we have to regroup, friends. I'm telling you online right now. But if you're interested, you have to contact our uh, home group leaders, where we meet, what time. But we regroup. Those who are really serious with this, uh, we will regroup, um, form up, reorganize, because we want your commitment. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i telling you this. I don't want to teach people who are not committed, Right? I'm tired of that. I have a lot of people, they're not committed. Uh, When I contemplate, I think like, you know, I've wasted a lot of time. I've given a lot of time to this person, to that person, and then in the end, they will just leave you. You know, they will just abandon you. And who got, right? Who got? So anyway, uh, that's it. But it's true. It is true. Because we know that even Jesus himself, he, there was a time that his disciples abandoned him. Okay, so I love you guys. Thank you so much. And for those of you, some of you see you uh, in our face-to-face church meeting. Okay, God bless you all. We love you. And now the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash MFCDVO or search for Maranatha Family Church Dabo on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash God bless.